Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Hi there, Bonnie Violet here again. Uh, this is journal entry two um immediately the day after yesterday i guess journal entry one um on life and glitter and um in that uh entry i was kind of uh i got to a point where i was talking about light and dark and there was this kind of idea of like um you know like wanting to stay in the light always or like the goal is to be in the light and to like get rid of the dark and like that sort of thing and one of the things that I was really talking about was this like um need for both the dark and the light um as in like the dark and the light is like the good and the bad or the um for me I feel like the life and the death um in the sense that um I think death is is things that can take you away from life um away from living and so I think sometimes you know we can experience that through like depression or um like feelings of unworthiness or uh fear and anger you know things that uh, kind of take away our ability to um to be connected with ourselves and with the world and to like to um I guess just be a part of um and so I but I was also kind of thinking like you know even if I want to think of light and dark and that idea that I'm needing to kind of like, like I've been saying, I'm wrestling, I've been wrestling in the dark and wrestling with the dark and uh, kind of this duality. And it was interesting because I'm not really a duality kind of binary kind of person. Um, I think as a trans person, as well as like my spirituality and my perception of the world, I feel like there's like a lot of gray area and spectrums and so duality and all this sort of thing. So my thought is, is like, and I don't tend to like, to label things good and bad um, because I think there's context. Um, and so um, is there really light and dark? And I understand that that's a pers- like there's a spectrum as well, but I wonder if to some degree um, in thinking about life and death, I wonder if part of a thing that's important about life or getting life or being or living is that idea of like death being a part of that so so is it kind of a a goal if you will or a um experience to then kill if you will um that which is killing you (laughs) um and for me I feel like because I feel like I've been trying to really um learn from this state that I've been in the last couple of years and 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 uh, I, I kind of alluded to the idea that I felt like I've just kind of you know chased the light I chased the glitter 
and just really kind of ran and avoided the dark and difficult parts of my life. And, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I wouldn't say that it's so like, you know, drastic. I obviously have spent some time with the, the difficult things about life and, and things that, um, quote unquote, might be a little bit more on the darker side of like life experience. And I feel like I have like tapped into some of that stuff, like with my recovery work and and just getting older um, I think even getting into my transition in a lot of ways I've, I've wrestled with some of those you know fears and you know concerns about losing family and losing friends and losing the ability to love or somebody to love me and uh, my position in society and how that would be and and really just kind of like you know going anyway and kind of um, you know many of those things happened already like they they did happen all those things that I was afraid of did happen to some degree in some level some more than others and um so in and one of the times that I um I recall um actually spending some time in the dark was with my Matthews um I um I've I've often felt that um the time that I was on meth in some ways it was one of my more authentic moments. Maybe, I don't want to say like overall authentic, but I feel like I was finally a little bit more authentic and connected and sitting with um, the difficult emotions and feelings, um, anger. Um, I really did feel like when I was doing meth, I did meth every day for six months. Um, I did bumps periodically through the day. So I was almost always on meth. Um, and then the weekends I would smoke it. Um, and through that process, I was working, you know, three shifts a day with my jobs. And um, I would work like a, in a restaurant, like a morning breakfast shift, lunch shift. And then I would go in and work like a dinner shift. And then once I got off of my dinner shift, then I would go cocktail at the bar. And, um, you know, during this time, um, I felt like I was kind of in the dark of it all. And I, I've always been very open about my use when I was using. Um, and so... Um, I felt like in some ways because I was using meth and kind of the idea of what meth did for me, um, I finally like kind of sat with the sadness and I kind of sat in the darkness, if you will, of that drug and the the life that kind of comes with that, um, like the lack of sleep and the, um, I think even just the situations and the people I was interacting with and the things that I was doing or, or even in some ways avoiding, I think, and just being busy but um one of the when i f- first started using meth it was a direct result of um i had a situation where my fiance had dumped me and i um trigger warning around uh, sexual assault but i had a an ex my ex fiance had actually recently dumped me I was living in phoenix at the time and he was leaving with my drag mother to go to florida and um, I was devastated. I was in love with this man. I had every intention of marrying this man. And I was devastated that my, uh, it was a betrayal on a number of levels with my first drag mother and also um, my fiance. And um, I I decided to go out and get uh, wasted that night and just go out to the bar and just like try to like, I don't know, like shake it off, I guess. And uh in doing that, I, I ended up getting um, raped by a, a group of men. And um, that situation left me stranded 
don't know, in the middle of somewhere in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and me escaping a house and walking for probably an hour on these streets in the middle of the night um, without parts of my clothing and um, uh, just looking really ragged and just walking in that, I don't know, in that experience. And so, um, you know, it was long story longer, I guess, you know, I ended up finally, I ended up do getting home and then I got home and I had my keys had been actually left where I was. And, uh, so I wasn't able to get into my home. And then it was like this hour, hour and a half, two hours before I could get my roommate to wake up before I could get into the house. And, you know, um, and then, you know, in kind of that response to just all the difficulty that was happening, um, then I kind of decided to do ecstasy a little bit, a couple days after that, and then ended up having to go to work and I was still kind of on ecstasy too much, like I was rolling, so I wasn't able to, um, I just wasn't sober enough to really go to work. And so someone suggested meth and I did meth and I loved it immediately. Like one, it kind of felt like a sober high. It was like I was high, but I didn't necessarily like feel it like in the same way that I was rolling and feeling like I couldn't uh, compose myself or I couldn't just do what I needed to be needed to do and so like from the get from the get from the first time I took it I, I loved it and um, it allowed me to be more productive and do what I needed to do and then some and so I just did it constantly for six months and um <clears throat> And I had a lot to be sad about, a lot to be mad about, a lot to be hurt about. And um, in some ways, I felt like I was kind of uh, sitting in that darkness, though there was a lot of me not like letting it overtake me either, you know. Um, So there was probably a little bit of avoidance in the substance use. But in my mind and in my perception of myself and my experience at that point of the time. That was like kind of the first time that I started to really set with and wrestle and let myself be um, in these negative kinds of um, emotions for an extended period of time. And, uh, uh, you know, that only lasted about six months. Thankfully, um, you know, the end of six months, I was just exhausted and I just, um, I, I just was really tired, you know, and ended up moving back to, my parents I lived in the backyard in a camp camper trailer and I got sober and, and uh, at that time or I quit using meth and at that time I didn't really see it as like a like I had an addiction or I had a problem it was just I didn't want to do meth anymore and so and the reason why I went home to get to not use meth anymore is because I had told my mom and my mom wanted to be there with me as I let go of the drug um, And so I'm really grateful that I was able to go home and be with my family because I think it did actually keep me from continuing the use of meth. Um, I think if, um, because I think if I was around meth and people who used meth and I was still back in Arizona with my group of friends, I would have, I know that I would have used meth because one of the only things that kept me not from using meth was the fact that I was in my parents' home and for whatever reason I could respect that and not um not break that kind of rule if you will um and uh and you know the fact that I was just away from it I just also didn't have the substance around me or people around me Um, I did have one kind of like relapse during that time where I did find some like um crank or something like that 
And uh, I remember doing that and just being super paranoid and upset about myself about kind of breaking that boundary. And then, and then um, I just kind of like gave it up, you know, and then, and then a lot of life happened where I was able to, you know, stop using that, get myself together. And then that's when I started, you know, sharing my life with HIV and schools and, and really trying to clean up my life. And so drugs were not, you know, something that I could be doing um, during that time in my life. So I was really able to just kind of let the drugs go. Drinking did kind of, um, I did kind of switch it for drinking that I wasn't fully aware of and I was still able to be okay. Um, but I think that was also kind of like a switch from my addiction to drugs to alcohol, which is also a drug, but it's more socially acceptable. It's legal, um, those sorts of things. So um, uh, in any way, and then life started happening and I started having these better things like starting alpha and being in a marriage. And, you know, there were, there were, and uh, a husband that, that was very, um, against drugs. And so it was something that was really easy for me just to kind of push out of my life. And like I said, then, then drinking came in and I'm not sure why I ended up getting into that tangent of talking about my substance use or even a moment of substance use. But, um, you know, I guess that's part of journal entries is that, you know, you end up uh, writing or talking about what you, what is on your mind, I guess, you know, and so that is what is coming to mind for me. But in kind of that thinking of, I guess I've been just trying to think of like have instead of this duality of black and white or light and dark um, or being in the light or being in the darkness or, or that sort of thing is like maybe there's a power in being able to um, not in the way like I just to not be in that binary of it all. And maybe a part of it is actually to extinguish some of the or let some of the the dark some of the death if you will fall off so that new life can come which I think like just makes sense but I was I don't know I was kind of wrestling in my head earlier and it it was kind of making a little bit more sense and even yesterday when I was challenged with with saying like um like oh I was like saying like go ahead and like you know I wish you all um I don't know like light in your darkness or I actually didn't say that but I think that's what I said, but I wonder if there is this like opt. I wonder if the optimal goal is to be able to just be in light. Light, like, do we have to have dark in order to have light? And and I know that the darker light is in, the brighter it, it is. Um. So like, I understand that sort of um experience, and I think that's been kind of helping me in dealing with my um past struggle or being in this what feels like the darkest time of my life um the last couple of years i would say it's like it was darker and harder than when i got sober uh when i got my hiv diagnosis uh when i got my uh, itp diagnosis and had to go to treatment for that for nine months and almost died and like i, I mean i've had a a lot of opportunity to um <laughs> to experience the dark parts of life or the, 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 the parts of life that began to take away life. And um, for whatever reason, I feel, and, I, and through that, I've, I've, I've still been able to kind of like, you know, really because I did chase the light and chase the glitter and I was very authentic and 
um, earnest about it. I have been most of my life and much of my life really trying to, to kind of live in the light in the sense of like, and trying to give life, like trying to receive life for myself, but also being a tool and a channel of life and light. And, um, so, you know, even amongst all that, there was still some really great light in, in it. And I, I wonder if part of, um, my, wrestling and being so deep in such a dark space is partly because I avoided it for so long but I think also it's because the light that I think I'm about to experience is is bigger than I've ever experienced and um, I don't know like I think I haven't had the capacity for that sort of um, experience for myself I think there's a lot of belief that um, I don't deserve it or it's not possible or it's not meant for me, or all those sorts of things. And I, I just feel like it might be helpful for me to begin to think of that because, you know, I, uh, my, my Aunt Tina, and I've heard folks often say this, it's like, and even like sometimes when you talk about prayer, or asking God, you know, like for like, I, I need to learn how to be humble or I need to learn how to love or I need to learn to let go of these sorts of things. I think prayer and those sorts of things do happen or like you do get what you ask for but oftentimes like that's why they say also be careful what you ask for because oftentimes in order to learn something or to grow or to evolve you have to you know there's that a death has to happen something has has to die so that uh, something else can live I guess maybe and so you kind of have to go through this process I think so oftentimes uh, before things get good or as things get good or as you desire or want them to get good that the um, like the difficult things are going to come at you and they're going to try to they're not necessarily I don't know that they're ad- additionally trying to stop you but and maybe that's the evil of it maybe they are trying but I think the idea is that they have the potential to block you and extinguish your light and keep you from that and so you really have to kind of find ways to um, have courage through those sorts of things and so um, so anyway I, I've been kind of just um, kind of reflecting on all that a little bit and, um, I was thinking that I might go like 30 minutes or so but I don't really want to be um, rigid and all that and um, you know I think a lot of this process for me too will be hopefully hearing from people who are um listening to my journal entries as I share them, um, where I share them, how I share them, and kind of getting feedback and thought from folks because I really am trying to um, get a better frame of mind and a better understanding uh, to move forward because I feel like I have gotten in a very um, a pattern and a way of speaking about things that I think can really continue to rob me of life. And so I'm really trying to find authentic ways to be able to speak life into and light into my life more um, and try to feed that part of um, life Um, because I really want to be able to transmit um, more light than dark and and receive uh, more light than dark and so um, because the more I transmit dark and difficult things and you know all those things I talked about in yesterday's you know the the more isolated the more of a burden the more 
um, fear, the more alone and loneliness and um, uh, apathy maybe or the, the feeling of not knowing why I'm alive or maybe even not wanting to be alive. Um, and so getting um, kind of around that thinking. So I'm really trying to um, not dwell in that aspect and really kind of think about um, uh, how get start getting a different perspective. And I think part of what got me here was that my concept as a spiritual person Um, I think my concept and belief, um, again, of what I can have in life, what I can achieve, who I can be, like my passion and my purpose, that like um, I reached a point where those sorts of things, I just, I kind of, um, I I, I think oftentimes I say this, I say God often fails me. And it's not God that fails me, but it's my understanding of God that fails me. And I think that's part of where I've got to is I just got to the space and belief of the world and um, myself and the people around me or, or whatever that like I think I lost the belief that it could be something different and so I'm really trying to reach to a higher um, frequency and um, and because I think because I couldn't believe or trust or let go into a different perception I kind of got stuck in it. So I think a big part of it for me, even like as a spiritual person, is that I have to come to understand a, a different higher power or a different understanding of higher power and connect connectedness and oneness and belief. Um, I've said this in the past before with other folks is that I think somewhere I do believe that like I'll be okay, like I can survive and I'll be all right. But I don't want to just survive and I don't want to just be all right because it doesn't feel good and it doesn't allow me to transmit good. Um, And so I think I have to come to believe that I actually can experience more. And I have experienced more in life and I've been in better, a better space as far as like if I think about like financial or or living or relational or health, you know, there's... um, there's periods of my life that I've was in such a better place than I am right now in looking at some of those areas of my life that I feel super challenged in. And so I've really been trying to come to find a way to find alignment and an ability to live beyond just survival. And uh, I think a lot of that also has to do with my perspective of kind of living in more of this scarcity mode versus an abundance mode in which I believe more in an abundant that there is enough of what what I need what everyone needs here and it's just about oftentimes it's just a distribution thing um but um I think I've yeah so I think that's been kind of my my challenge and so um part of this uh journal ling is to um again, just try to help pull out some of this stuff that's in my head and allow me to speak speak it out and share it with someone on podcast because, you know, I, I don't have a therapist and I can't wait for those sorts of things. And I, I am a content creator and like I am uh, really, I do really feel called to be 
of service and helpful. And, you know, I know that I'm not alone in this experience and maybe I'll be able to connect with others that are in a similar space or further on who could, so that we can be with one another through this process. And so rather than just waiting, even though to some degree I am on the other side of a lot of this stuff, rather than waiting until it's like all perfect and great um, to share anything, um, I think, you know, I, I, I don't know, like I can't, in some ways I can't wait uh, any longer um, to to continue forward in the way that I f- I am at this moment in time. And so um, I know I started to stop this one time already, but I think I'm going to go ahead and stop it now. And again, um, I, I hope that this is something that you have come across in a time in your life for a moment and something I said resonates or connects with you. And um, this is an opportunity for me to try to connect more with others and to get out of myself um so i would love to hear from you if um or you know like i'd love to connect with you somehow so reach out to me or message me or or just keep listening it doesn't matter but anyway um i thank you i'm gonna leave it at that today is january the 6th 2024 take care Bye-bye. Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt, who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs and We haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other and still some of it we don't, but we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, Check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love ya. Bye.